and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hi moms, thanks for joining. I have an amazing guest for us today. First, the mission of Two Mom is to Love is to support, encourage, and empower each other as imperfect moms to love as a verb. Join us and subscribe, share, and follow. Welcome to our community. My amazing guest today is Leslie Catalano, founder of the Healthy Nurse Connection. The Healthy Nurse Connection is an organization dedicated to providing health and wellness to nurses through creating connections, providing education, and encouraging action. She also hosts an awesome podcast that focuses on the health and wellness of nurses. Leslie, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's um, I'm actually kind of nervous because this isn't the first time that I've been on like this side of the microphone. Usually, I've been like your shoes, so uh, you're my first like podcast guest, I guess. That I, <laughs> so it's exciting to be here. Oh, that's awesome! I'm thrilled that I am your first guest experience, <laughs> and I love your podcast. I mean, applicable to nurses, but also a lot of us as nurses, our moms and healthcare providers. And I think this is just such an important conversation. And I really feel like you have so much to share for our listeners that I was just thrilled to have you be a guest on our show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think one of the hard parts about being a nurse sometimes is when you are also a mom, like ensuring that you have enough energy for your family when you get home. I think that is a challenge that some nurses face. Absolutely. Leslie, can you tell us about yourself and how you created the Healthy Nurse Connection and your mission? Uh, Yes, it's kind of, um, I feel like I've been through quite the journey in my nursing career, Um, but I've been a nurse since 2005. So that kind of dates me a little bit, but I really spent, you know, like the first 10 years of nursing at the bedside and I loved it. I, I was a travel nurse. I worked so many different places and met so many different people that I really, you know, I really enjoyed nursing. Um, and then in 2014, I had my son. And that was the, really the first time that like this balance between like mom and nurse started. It was like harder to work you know, I'd always like work extra and pick up the overtime. And I was like that dedicated employee. And then once I became a mom, I just did not have the energy to do that. And I felt kind of like, like I wasn't like, I felt bad that I couldn't do that anymore. Like I felt like almost like it was a weakness, I guess to say. Um, but so became a mom in 2014. Um, I have three boys now, so you can just imagine like how crazy uh, my life is at my home life. So I have a nine-year-old, I have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So they keep me extremely busy. And it was really like with each one, after each one was born, I really felt like 
you know, the nursing schedule and the nursing lifestyle kind of like was just like getting harder and harder. And yeah. so I decided and um, I also had like gone back to school to get my master's in education. And so it was after the third one was born that I really decided to pull back and pursue like the education, like full time. So I now am a um, professor of nursing at my local community college. And I do that full time. And I absolutely love that. So it really Mm -hmm. keeps me still like in the nursing world, but a much more family oriented schedule. So it's been, it's actually been like really amazing. And then um, probably in 2020, like when COVID hit, and I feel like this probably happened for a lot of people. Um, I was really kind of like just struggling like with my own mental health. I don't know if it was like the shutdown. I don't know if it was like having to be home all the time and balancing all these things, but I was really like struggling there for a minute just to kind of like find and not necessarily find happiness, but like to find myself. And I feel like maybe when you are a mom, this becomes a hard thing also. So I don't know exactly which one was like triggering that for me, mm-hmm. but, but I've always been a writer and I've always been a journalist, journaler, not a journalist, but like writing in a journal. And I felt like it wasn't like working the way that it used to. And so I kind of took some time to really get more into like purposeful journaling and like making my journaling like more, I don't know what the word is, like more beneficial. So it wasn't just me like venting, but it was a way for me to really like process and look at my emotions from a different perspective. So it really helped me like change my perspective on a lot of things. And then I just realized like how much I love writing and I had been hearing about, well, two things. I was kind of looking for an extra job opportunity on the side where I could do that from home. Um, And because I was still like working per diem, which I loved, but like it just wasn't conducive, you know, for a family with three young boys and doing um, full time as a professor. So I looked into like nurse writing and like what nurse writing is. And so decided to kind of pursue that to see if that was even really a thing. And it turns out that it is like <laughs> you can actually like um, have a career as like a medical nurse writer. And so when I got into that field and I was looking at and researching more about nursing and the nursing profession and other people who are in the net, like doing medical writing and stuff like that, I read more about how nurses are really struggling. Like when I was struggling with a nurse, as a nurse, I felt like it was just me in my own personal situation. But as I read more stories and I learned about more people, it's more of like a collective like experience. Like, we are all kind of going through the same failures and the same emotions and having like the same struggles. And so me being a nurse has kind of brought the nurse out in me. I wanted to help solve the problem or at least have some type of solution. And so I created the Healthy Nurse Connection as a way to 
kind of get, have more of those important conversations and include more nurses in those conversations and make those connections um, so that we don't have to do this alone. We don't have to suffer alone. Like we are all part of it and we are all experiencing the same thing, even though it feels like it's just you, because, but really it's not just you. And so um, I created the podcast to invite these other nurses on and to really have these conversations that I feel like a lot of other people can relate to. Hard as a nurse. I feel like it is harder for us nurses to remember that because we just want to give and give and give and be like, oh, it's okay. Like we can function on an empty cup. It's fine. Right. Yeah. I think there's like, I think there's two parts to that. I think that, you know, part of like being a nurse or wanting to be in the nursing profession is that you have this like selflessness that you're willing to put somebody else's needs in front of your own. That is just who we are. Um, and then we go to work in this healthcare environment that is not conducive or not conducive to that, but maybe like exploits that of us a little bit more. So we wanted, you know, we want to help people. We want to do good things. And then we go into an environment where it's actually really hard to do that, or it's really hard to feel like we're making a difference. And mm-hmm. we always think about nursing, like at the bedside, like you have to be a nurse in the hospital at the bedside to be a true nurse, but we really don't even get to utilize our full skills or potential because we're just there to like serve a purpose for the hospital, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I, I think that's such a good point. Yeah. Because you would, you know, you go to this place of employment and you hope that your employer, you know, cares about you. But then you give so like you give your whole self to your patients and your employer on your shift. And then you when you get home to your kids and your kids like need you like this is kind of like it came to a point where I had to choose like my career or my family. And it felt like like why does this even have to be a choice per se? But I was I just gave like so much to my work and didn't feel good about it. I didn't feel good at the end of the day because I felt like I missed 100 things. Mm. Um, then had to go home to my family where they like needed me and it was just so hard to like be present for them, you know? So it's like when it came down to it, it's like, who needs me more? Like the hospital will figure it out, but my kids cannot figure it out without me. Mm. Absolutely. That's a good point. I came to that realization as well. I mean, I, um, I think in life, sometimes when we allow ourselves to say, what do I really need? And like you're saying, who needs me more? Like the hospital can figure it out, but our kids can't. Like you're starting to say that you like have to quit your job and find something new, but like there are other options out there that we don't really even know about or realize. Like there's a lot more developing in, in telehealth. So being a telehealth nurse where you can like work from home, um, you know, could be an option. You know, there's like clinics, there's ambulatory care, even if you could just work like part-time or per diem. And like, I know not everybody can, but when I, when I think back to like, you know, when my son was first born, like I went back full time and I was paying like so much money for like daycare that really, when I look back, like if I would have gone part-time or even like per diem and could have like done my own schedule or, you know, got part-time daycare, I probably could have saved so much money and so much time 
and then, you know, not having to like work the whole 36 hours just because I feel like a lot of that was just paying for daycare. Mm. Like I wish like I would have thought to look at other options. And, you know, if you are getting to the point where you just, you just hate going to work. Cause I got to that point where I like sat in my car and was like, giving myself a pep talk every day. Like, okay, you can do this. It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> you know, it's going to be fine. Um, like that is the time to really just look to see what else is out there and what other options that you might have. You don't have to stay in a job where you really have to talk yourself into going every day and you can still, you're still a nurse. You know, there's other options. You don't have to quit the whole nursing profession altogether, but find another route where you can still like practice your nursing. Mm. Those are such great points because yeah, you're right. Not everyone can just walk away, but there's also other, like I think thinking outside of the box and I think now it's time where I'm trying to think of Florence Nightingale when that was 1880s or something like that. I mean, like we've been doing that for more than a hundred years and now it's time to say, what else can we do with nursing? We don't have to actually do something that we've been doing a certain way just because we've been doing it this way. Like, like you're saying, there's, um, virtual options. There's like this medical writing, um, academia. And it's, it's interesting that you bring up Florence Nightingale because she actually, um, after the Crimea War, where she became like the lady with the lamp, um, she did not actually practice nursing at the bedside after that mm. and, like anymore. So like oh, her wow. most influence was actually away from the bedside because that is when she wrote to the government to like make changes in their healthcare system for uh, soldiers. And then that is the time when she like created the first school of nursing and pretty much like kickstart the whole like nursing profession. So her most like valuable work was actually away from the bedside. And so like, I just like, we've gotten ourselves into this box where like we have, if we're not working the beds or we feel like if we're not working the bedside, then we're not a real nurse, but there are so many other ways to influence the world and still be a nurse. Mm. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, like we don't need to put ourselves in that particular box if it's not working for us in our, you know, our lifestyle. Oh, I love that. And I think that's so important because we're all so different. We're nurses, but we're also different. And I'm so thankful for nurses that are at the bedside that love to be at the bedside. Like if you love the bedside, that's what fills your cup. That's amazing. And thank you so much for doing that. Yes. I mean, I, when I was in early in my career, I was a travel nurse. I love the bedside. It worked for me. I could work day. I could work night. You know, like I was like dedicated to my unit, but then there just became a time where that just wasn't working for me anymore. And so it's, and that, like I left and I still kind of have like guilt that I'm like not at the bedside, but I, I'm. I'm learning and like coming to terms with the fact that there is still a lot more nursing work that you can do outside the hospital. Um, but if you are in the hospital and it's great and you love it, like why stop something that's working? Nurses are very like creative people. Like we, um, and so if you are working the bedside and you love the bedside, you don't want to leave the bedside, but you still are struggling with kind of like that work-life balance or like how to fill your cup up after you've just given everything you have to your hospital. 
I would encourage you to look into like what what is your creative side because we all have one. Mm. Is it painting? Is it writing? And pursue that like on your days off, pursue that. I have seen nurses um, who really struggled with the work life balance quit their job, um, you know, like without a plan. Uh, I'm thinking of one nurse in particular who was like a good friend of mine. She did go back to the bedside, but she went back per diem. And then she really got into like art, which like, I don't know if that was something that she did in the past, but now she's like on her, you know, free time, like painting this is beautiful, like murals. And so like, don't ignore that other side of yourself, that creative side. Uh, you know, I have a friend who just started like dance school. Like she's, she's going to be 40 this year. No, she just turned 40 as well and decided she wanted to go back and pursue uh, a degree in dance. So like, yeah, like, I mean, even though we are getting to like this quote unquote middle age, <laughs> like we, I feel like this is a great time to like re-explore what we truly love to do as far as that creative side. Like if music is your thing, like find out how you can like pursue that more on your days off. Like don't just, especially if you are a nurse and a mom, because, you know, we really struggle to get time to ourselves, I feel like. So find out what you love and like make it a commitment to like do those things when you can. Um, if you have trouble, like try to get your kids incorporated into it. So if music is your thing, you know, introduce that to your kids. If writing is your thing, mm-hmm. do some writing sessions with your kids. Like they can actually come up with some really creative stories <laughs> that you would never oh. have thought of. So they're so Yeah. And like when you do those things, maybe that's all you really need. Maybe you don't need a whole like career change. You just needed to find another outlet that really like fills your soul, you know, like really like fills you up as a person besides your Mm. job. Yeah. Because I feel like we we kind of forget, you know, because like when I went to school, I could have easily gone for writing. Um, but nursing, I feel like was calling me like stronger during that time. So I pursued nursing, um, but now I'm kind of getting back to my writing. So it's kind of like come full hmm. circle. Um, what? Just curious, what made you decide to become a nurse in the first place? So it, I like to say it wasn't really, I don't know, like it wasn't really a decision. It was more like a calling like yeah so the first time I thought about becoming a nurse my aunt was actually who is a nurse she worked um at an OB department at one of our local hospitals and I remember me and my mom had to go up to see her and I can't even remember like why I don't know if my mom had to like bring her something I was in high school and I remember like walking onto her floor and see, and this is like back when you could like see the babies, like they don't really let you like look at babies anymore. But I remember like seeing the babies in the nursery and I was like, all right, this is it. This is what I want to do. And yeah. And then, but then like, you know, you tell people you want to be a nurse and they tell you like how hard it is and like how much schooling you have to do and all this other stuff. So I kind of talked myself out of it and then went to school for um, early elementary education. And so I went to college. And my roommate, um, like my first roommate in the dorms, 
was in nursing school. And I remember when she told me she was in nursing school, I was like jealous that like she was in nursing school and I wasn't. Um, So like it called to me and I wasn't really like that excited about early childhood education. Um, I just knew that I liked kids. So I kind of chose that. But then as I went through, I think it was my sophomore year, um, I moved out and like to an apartment with some roommates and my other roommate who was also a nursing student worked at like the hospital, like down the street from campus. And I, it was like the first summer I decided to stay like on in school, like at school. And so she got me a job and I, it was like in the dietary department. So I like delivered trays and um, helped like clean rooms and stuff. And so she helped me get a job. And so I did that for the summer. And I just remember like, like the first day, first week, like walking into a hospital, it was like, yes, this is what I want to do. This is like where I want to work. You know, some people like hate hospitals and hate going into hospitals and I just loved it. And so um, it was the summer of my sophomore year that I changed my, um, my plan of study to nursing from education into nursing. But then like I've come back full circle because now I am an educator. I'm just a nurse educator <laughs> and, and, um, and pursuing like my passion for writing. So I've kind of like come back to all those different things. I love to ask that question. And I know you asked that question too with your guests. And, and I'm glad you said like you come back full circle because it, it's not just one thing. I mean, nursing is so important to us as it's a title but it's also it's it's just a part of us. We there we're so much more to that. Like you're a writer, you do art, like you do all these, you teach, you do all of these things in addition to nursing, you know? And I think that's so important. I love how you're saying, like, find that time to do that. As you were talking, I was thinking um about how much I don't know, like when I decided to become a nurse practitioner. There was just this one clinical that I had in you know my um, undergrad nursing that they were looking at otoscopes and ear, you know, seeing like if, you know, the tympanic membrane or your eardrum is red versus not red. And I just thought that was so cool. And I'm like, I want to do this. This is why I want to work in pediatrics. I want to do this, um, which now I don't necessarily do a lot of, but I teach my kids that. And I kind of like get that same excitement a little bit, like when we go to the doctor and I'll teach my daughter, like, oh, they're looking in your ear. And what is it? Like, is it bulging if you have an ear infection or is it not? And it's just kind of fun to incorporate what you've learned in different aspects of your life, which doesn't take away, you know, what you've done before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with my own kids, like, we've always had, like, a doctor's kit, you know, where, like, we back on each other. Yeah. And so it's funny because, like, when I take my kids to the doctor, like, they are very good. Like, they will sit there. And even from a very young age, like the doctor can listen to them and look at their ears and like they don't cry or put up, you know, a fight. And I think it's because like we do that for play. Yeah. (laughs) They just think we go to the doctor and for play, like they love to go to the doctor. (laughs) My my son will wake up with like a cough, like he's fine, but he just has a cough and he's like, I need to go to the doctor. (laughs) I love it. What are some ways that, you know, for our listeners that they can look up, you know, different non-traditional things in nursing that you have found or uh, websites or references for that? Yeah. So um, I'm going to look up, I'm going to pull it up real quick on my computer. 
So, um, but um, the savvy scribe, I'm just going to make sure I get her name right. I'm going to name drop here. Sure. Um, um, but if you Google the savvy nurse writer, um, she is actually like where she is one of the people that really gave me like my first start. So she um, is a nurse writer. I believe her name is Janine, but she is a nurse writer. Um, she actually just uh, wrote a book um, called The Savvy Nurse Writer. And um, so kind of talks you had to get started if you want to pursue like writing. And then she has courses that you can take as well that kind of explain like what a medical writer is. Because when I first started, I was like, I can't be a medical writer because I'm not a doctor and I can't like say that things, you know, I can't like, I can't write about cancer because I'm not a cancer doctor. But what I learned is actually like, it's not about making like professional medical diagnoses. That's not what I'm writing. I'm like writing about cancer in a way to explain it to other people. So like as mm. a nurse, I can do that. Like I, as part of my job is to educate you about cancer. So it's not that I'm like writing diagnoses and giving like medical recommendations. It's that you are describing what things are to other people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And then a lot of the um, things that I write about. So I do um, do some like courses. So I do like, um, like CE companies who put out like education for nurses. Like I do help write those and I help, I do like, since it's for nurses, I can go to literature and, you know, look up like the most up-to-date recommendations and write courses about that. So I've done that before. And then I worked a lot for like travel companies. So not like as a travel nurse, but I, you know, like have done like their social media or have written like blog posts for some travel nurse companies where you're just really explaining like, cause I have experience as a travel nurse. I'm really just kind of explaining like what it is or what, you know, like the great places to go travel in or, you know, things like that, which, um, those are my, my funnest ones because when you're writing a blog, it's like less serious and it's more just fun advice. I guess I don't have to get so heavy into the research, but just kind of explain like my own personal experience and give some recommendations. And it's a little less, um, you know, academic writing. So that's actually like my, my most favorite type of writing to do is the, the blog post. So the, the savvy scribe is a great way to get started. I also took some classes, some writing classes from, I think the writing Institute, I think maybe is what they're called. Um, but you can like just Google online, like medical writing. And there's like quite a few websites that pop up about, you know, ways to, to train, um, to take some courses to learn how to do it. And then like when you're going to like find, you know, somebody to write for LinkedIn has been a really great resource for me just to make those connections with other people to look for those types of um, jobs. So pretty much like I would just follow people on LinkedIn. And then if somebody like posts a job that they need a blog writer or some type of writer for something, then you just like would message those people. And that has been really beneficial for me in my writing career. Oh. On LinkedIn. 
Uh, so Nurse Fern, she also has a website. She is really great about, um, she has a job board actually. And then she talks about like remote nursing jobs and really thinking outside the box as far as like working from home as a nurse. That's great. I mean, I think that, I mean, those are wonderful tips. I think that all of that is so helpful, like the connections that you make and following um, people on their platforms. Um, and I know, like, I guess for me, I've done a lot of academia with like a junk faculty, which um, I've been enjoying. I think it depends on your I think most want a master's. Um, sometimes they'll say, oh, you need a doctorate. But I don't think, I mean, I haven't, it depends on, I think, some of the details of like what, how many hours or, you know, I mean, you may know, Leslie, more about that. So to get into academia, um, adjunct is a great way to start, which means like you're going to work like part time. So you might do like a clinical with students at a hospital. Um, and then, uh, mm-hmm. a majority of schools do want a master's and that's usually a state requirement. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into academia or like teaching, um, adjunct is a great way to get started. So adjunct is you like do a clinical with students at a hospital, or you might like teach a class here and there, but you're not like a full-time employee. Um, a lot of states will allow a BSN to teach a clinical but to teach like a class, they really do recommend a master's and it's really kind of state regulated. So it just depends on what the state, but if you're going to teach in a BSN program, they usually have to have a master's or, you know, a step above. Um, so you'd have to go back to school yeah. for that. Um, some hospitals though, if you just want to get into the education, education department at the hospital, which I did that when I was getting my master's. Uh, sometimes they will just accept a bachelor's. So that's another path you can go where a lot of those are like you're creating the education for nurses, like the annual skills days, or if you're getting new equipment, like you're putting those classes together, a CPR, um, like new nurse orientation, like you're in charge of like those types of things. Um, and a lot of places you can just have a bachelor's. You don't have to have a master's. If you're getting into like the academic side, start with an adjunct just to even see if you like it. Because sometimes, you know, teaching isn't for everybody. So you just want to make sure that if you're going to invest the money to get a master's in education, that is something that you really like to do. You could you could even be a nurse educator like at a clinic. And depending on your clinic, that might be a bachelor's or a master's or a quality nurse, like a quality nurse that like tracks how well patients are performing. Or, you know, like, um, fall rates is the one thing I can think of. Like, a quality nurse would track, like, how many falls are happening in a hospital and then research ways on how to improve the fall rate or reduce the fall rate and then implement those onto the unit and then track and see if it made a difference. Um, So that's something you could do at a hospital or a clinic, but it's, like, a step away from the bedside. So even in your own facility, you can kind of start to look at what those other jobs might be in your own hospital. That's awesome. Those are great tips, Leslie. Um, Can you tell our listeners how we can find you? I mean, I absolutely love our conversation and um, I can talk with you, you know, for hours. I feel like you have so much information, but I want to make sure to give you um, some opportunity to tell our listeners about your podcast, your blog and, and everything else that you have to offer. 
Yeah. So you can find the Healthy Nurse Connection online. You can Google it or just go to the healthynurseconnection.org. Excuse me. On my podcast, you can find on Spotify or Apple, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, so that's where I'm really most active right now. I'm not doing a whole lot of blogs for my own site. It's been, I've been really focusing on the podcast. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And yeah, that's kind of where you can find me. Leslie, as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go? Um, not really. I guess the biggest thing, like the biggest takeaway is, you know, like it's hard to be a nurse. It's hard to be a mom. It's definitely hard to be both. And if you're feeling that, like it's not because you are not strong enough or good enough to be both, but we are all in this together. Like we all feel that same exact way. So don't like beat yourself up about it. Give yourself grace and really try to find those things that like make you, cause your job doesn't always make you feel good. Being a mom doesn't always make you feel good. So I feel like it's important for us to find those things where we can step away from those and do what does bring us joy. You know, like what does make us feel good when we're having those like rough mm. days and those rough moments. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that about the community, like knowing that you're not alone. I think that is so applicable, both at nursing and in motherhood of everyone struggles with maybe not exactly the same thing, but pretty darn close or, you know, something, you know, there's always some struggle. It's not, there's not perfection and embracing that and being okay with it. And well, thank you so much, Leslie. It was an absolute pleasure. And I will put all of the information that you shared on our show notes so our listeners can access that. And I hope everyone out there has a wonderful day. Thank you.